Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local Texas Hill Country source for what's going on in the economy, the financial markets, and the world of personal finance. I'm your host, Andrew Gay, along with my business partner, Mr. Gilbert Pies, who's here in the studio with me this morning. As always, good morning, Gilbert. How are we doing this morning? Good morning, Andrew. I'm doing fantastic. Sun, sunshine, bright, beautiful day. Um, haven't lost my tan, so life That's is right. good. Hustle and bustle. 2023 is off to a great start. Right? Yes, yes. Every um, day is a good day. That's right. That's right. It just happens to be better when the stock market's up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and speaking of, we actually had the first positive trading session uh, yesterday in the financial market. So that was good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. talk about uh, schizophrenic. That the, the market yesterday was all over the place. It was up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, three or four times. And then we finally ended up, thank goodness. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We did give up some of those gains, but that's okay. Um, so we're three trading sessions into the new year, into 2023. And so we are uh, expected to get some data coming out in the next couple of weeks. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, keep you guys updated and let's not waste any time. Let's jump to it. It's almost 930 here in beautiful Kerrville, Texas. So let's get after it. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC, Texas Hill Country Advisors, is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Prize, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. So uh, let's take a let's take a look. See here, see what we got going on. Uh, we got all right. So like I mentioned, first positive trading day closed out yesterday in the major U.S. stock indexes um, for the first positive trading session of 2023. We also had those Federal Reserve meeting minutes that came out yesterday, and the market participants, economists, analysts. Here's truly everybody tried to dig through them and, and see if there were any hints about what the Fed thought was going to happen um, down the road here as far as the first quarter of this year, maybe about them raising interest rates and their outlook for inflation and, and, and what they're going to have to do to try to tame some of that. So it wasn't a whole lot in there, honestly, um, but they just reassured their commitment to doing what they needed to do to fight inflation, to bring it down to a level around about two to two and a half percent, which is part of their dual mandate. They look at unemployment and inflation and historically that's kind of where they've anchored themselves. They call it a dual mandate. So unemployment really hasn't budged a whole lot. We've talked about that a little bit on the show. Um, jobs data is in focus for this week. And then going into next week, we get the inflation data headline inflation number next week, middle of next week, um, as well as unemployment numbers and some of the jobs data Non-farm payrolls, I believe, is out tomorrow. So we got some we got some economic data coming into focus, but there just wasn't a whole lot from the meeting minutes yesterday. It was kind of predictable. I guess you could kind of say it was predictable. Yeah, right? they, they really didn't say anything that we didn't already know. Uh, they reaffirmed their commitment to uh, inflation rate uh, two to two and a half percent, like you said. They uh, also said that they're committed to reducing inflation from the high that it is right now to something a lot less. 
that two to two and a half spot. They also confirmed their commitment to uh, keep interest rates higher for longer. Um, and, and so that that kind of tells us that, that, okay, even if the Fed stopped raising interest rates, that they're probably not going to reduce them anytime soon, which we kind of already knew. Right. Uh, they, they also said that um, they were going to continue to raise interest rates, which we already knew they were going to continue to raise interest rates. Now, the, the question is, what does that look like after February? Um, we don't know. Uh, they, they could very well simply say, we're raising interest rates into February, but then after that, we're going we're gonna to see. You really don't know. There was really nothing new to that statement yesterday. And remember, these were the release of meeting minutes from December. So, you know, the fact that they're going to keep raising interest rates is not a surprise. We expected them to do that. Um, I, I will say this, too, that I think um, one of the things that was really important in that in that statement was that they are going to keep interest rates where they think they need to keep them for as long as they need to keep them. Um, and that's perfectly fine. But but you have to remember, too, that as we talked about in the show last week or two, um, they're still talking rates down. They're doing everything they can to make you and me and the market believe that they're going to keep doing whatever they have to do to keep those rates, uh, short-term interest rates, and long-term rates lower than where they're at right now, and I, I, that's that's not a surprise. None of that is interest. None right. of that is shocking or surprising. So, um, I think yesterday afternoon when those meeting minutes came out, the market dropped off almost immediately. Um, but then, then the market ended up higher because I think the market looked at those minutes and said, "Oh, well, there really isn't nothing new in here. We we right. kind of already figured this out. It's it's already been priced in." So. Uh, I, I don't think we're really going to have much. Um, I don't think the release of the mini mints is really going to do anything other than um, confirm what we've already known. And I think the real big deal will be next week when the inflation data comes out. Right. And if you're absolutely just over overjoyed about going through some of this stuff, I actually just posted the link um, below there in the comments to follow you can go online and go to the feds website and actually look at some of this stuff so um you can go here and look at their the actual meeting minutes if you really if you really wanted to um, <laughs> I, I don't know, know right? anybody that would actually want to read that i know right yeah, <laughs> including me i'm not interested in reading the details but just in case you're wondering what we're talking about this is it but yeah so um, you know, it's lengthy. It's a bunch of dry, economical, just blah, right? But uh, yeah, but it's there. That's making, it. I don't think there's anybody making dad jokes <laughs> <laughs> or posting memes in there. Or, uh, Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, they're, they're definitely um, not uh, known for having a lot of humor, I don't think. But, but you can look. I mean, it is, you know, there's some information there. Like if you, you can see all the Fed chairs right there and they're listed and their names and, and all that good stuff. So there is some there is some helpful information in there just to kind of connect some dots if you're curious about some of that stuff. But speaking of the future, let's look at the. The, this is the CME FedWatch tool, and it goes off of Fed futures that are that are out there in the market. And we like to look at this to see kind of like what the market is priced in as far as the expectation of the next interest rate hike at the next Fed meeting. So the next time the Fed meets is going to be in February, and this is what the market currently has priced in as far as betting what 
the interest rate hike is going to be in February. So it looks like it's a fair split for the most part, 55, 45% between a quarter of a percent rate hike, 0.25% and 0.5% or half a percent rate hike. Now we know they did these so-called quote unquote jumbo rate hikes uh, towards the end of last year. And I think they did what, two or three of them. It was three quarters of a percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they backed off of that because in, in December they did half percent, right? They did right. 0.5% uh, increase. So they might, uh, and, and even during the press conference, Jerome Powell said in December after that meeting that they were they were at the point where they think that they can kind of back off some of those rate hikes. But it doesn't mean that they're, they're done hiking the rates, right? So, right. Uh, and, and to that point, if you look on the right side of the screen there, you can see the top three uh, major U.S. stock indexes there. And they're all in the red this morning. But. Look at that first headline from CNBC. It literally says strong jobs data signals uh, Fed likely to keep hiking, I think is, yeah, likely to stay in hiking mode. So even though they might soften the amount that they're hiking, they're still planning on continuing to hike the rates. And if you remember back to that chart that, uh, um, you know, we have those two charts that I keep oscillating between the uh, shows how fast that the Fed hiked rates and then the average length that they kept the rates at the peak rate once they got, because they're going to get to a certain rate and stop hiking and then probably leave them there, right? And the average time that they leave the the interest rates at that peak rate is 11 months before they look at cutting them again. So doesn't look like we're, it's likely to have, we're likely to be talking about a rate cut in 2023. And why why would that be important to me, especially like as an investor? Gilbert, you want to just comment on that? Give yes. An answer uh, that for us? One one thing I'll mention about the uh, uh, the interest rate level where they th- where the market thinks the Feds are going to top out at. There was some information yesterday, and I think it was uh, Bloomberg that put out the article about where the different Fed members think uh, the Fed funds rate will end up. And and that number has been slowly moving up, and it's it's right now I think right around five point one percent. The SEP, right? The Statement go. of Economic Projections. There you go. Right. We we talked about that a week or two ago, sure and that the, they think that's going to be somewhere in the five percent range. And right now, the Fed funds rate is what four to four and a quarter. Uh, yes, I believe yeah. they're about four. Yeah. So so you know if if you assume that their Statement of Economic Projections, the SEP is. 5.1 or at least that's what sorry they're, they're, it's it's 425 to 450 okay 425 to 450 slightly above four yeah so so you know if you if you do that math they might raise 50 basis points uh this meeting instead of 25 and then they still might have to do 25 in march um are they going to do that i don't know it's hard to tell but um if you look at their statement of economic projections versus where current fed funds rate is it might indicate that there's still a little bit of ways to go, which is kind of what we expect. Anyway, uh, answer it, to answer your question about um, interest rates and why is it important to us if they leave Fed, uh, Fed funds at a, an elevated level, um, the, the main thing there is that the market is looking for, the bond market anyway, is looking for some relative stability with interest rates. Right now, they're having to price in pretty regularly an increase in interest rates. And if you look at the value of bonds and how they're calculated, it, it it's uh, it's pretty easy to figure out what the actual value of the bond is. It's it's a function of how much time do you have left on the maturity, 
the rating of the bond, the coupon of the bond. And there's a, there's a mathematical equation to figure that out. And every time you raise interest rates, short-term interest rates, it, it, can af it affects the value, the net present value of the bond. And so you, you have to figure that every time the Fed raises interest rates, it affects the value of the bonds negatively, typically. So when interest rates go up, bond values go down. Um, and, and that's the general uh, relationship there. There's a little bit of difference based on those factors that I mentioned earlier, the issuer, the uh, rating, the maturity date, the coupon. Um, you know, there's some other factors that, that uh, are in there too. Um, but, but for the most part, those are the main drivers of the value of the bond. And whenever bond uh, or the Fed funds uh, stays flat, they don't have to make those adjustments again. And then it, it returns a... A stability to the bond market that hasn't been there this past year. And so um, I, even if the feds don't lower interest rates, it's still good for the bond market because there's some stability then returns to the bond market. And we would expect that over time um, that, that should help stabilize returns on bonds. Um, and so, you know, is it a big deal? Sure it is. Is it a big deal if the feds raise rates? Absolutely. Is it a big deal if they lower them? Sure is. And it's a big deal even if they don't do anything. It's it's always important to keep track of that. Um, and, and all the people that we talk to, analysts, researchers, um, a lot of the vendors that we work with, all of us are telling us that there is a huge, huge opportunity in fixed income or the bond market. And so when's the time to get into those things? It's always a good time. But yeah. you have to be very careful and methodical. And, and um, most of the time, you have to be strategic about what you're doing there, too, because it does matter who the issuer is. It does matter what the maturity date is. And it does matter what the coupon rate is. So, you know, uh, on the rating, of course, you have to factor those things into it. So it's a big deal all the time. It's just right now, especially if the feds would just stop raising interest rates, they wouldn't have to keep revaluing or repricing those bonds at a lower, lower level every time. Right. And I pulled up, I did post another link about from Investopedia about the relationship or how interest rates affect investing or affect the stock market. Um, Investopedia is an amazing website, so you can get on there and just go to town if you're interested in understanding some of this stuff mm -hmm. that we're talking about. If it's kind of not making a whole lot of sense, but um, there is there is a relationship there between raising these interest rates um, and the effect on you as an investor, because more than likely in your portfolio, whether it's your retirement portfolio um, or just any kind of investment that you have in, in, in brokerage accounts, it's going to more than likely have some exposure to stocks and bonds uh, or a mixture of, of each. And these interest rates, when the Fed is hiking them, it does affect that. Um, it can affect that portfolio. So uh, in different ways. And that's kind of what Gilbert was just mm -hmm. expanding on. So yeah, um, Investopedia is a good website because it, it's, it's user-friendly. User yes, it, it's, it really it's, is. It's just facts. There's no opinions in there about, it's not Andrew's opinion or Gilbert's opinion about uh, the investment markets. It's just the facts about how uh, the, the investment markets work, whether it's the stock or bond market. Um, and, and that's really what you want. You want facts, not opinions um, in some of those things. And 
well. I think it makes sense to use that as a resource. Right. And then finally, to kind of close this out here on the economic front, we had some uh, initial jobless claims. The weekly number came out today um, and it actually and then actually let me let me hold on because I saw something earlier I wanted to point out. We had because this this story, if you look on the right right hand side here where it says that strong jobs data that was talking about yesterday, but also today, um, this is jobless claims was actually trending down over the last couple of weeks, which is kind of the wrong direction. If uh, you're looking at the interest rate hikes and the impact that that would have on the on the labor markets and the job job markets. Um, but that's not, you know, this is not the unemployment rate. And then tomorrow, I believe we get non-farm payrolls, which is just um, a fancy word of, of saying the, the the payroll numbers, the jobs that were added um, for the month of December. So the, so this is going to be a big one. This comes out tomorrow before the market opens, an hour before the market opens. And if you look at this, this has been, this is our monthly numbers. So this has been trending kind of in the right direction that you would expect to see off the back of the Fed raising those interest rates. So even though we got um, kind of surprised by some of the stronger, more strong, uh, more uh, strong than anticipated job numbers for today with some of those metrics, we still have like non-farm payrolls coming out and eventually the unemployment rate um, for December. So we'll be the market and participants will be paying attention to that. And then finally, last but definitely not least, next Wednesday, booyah. We got the inflation rate. The headline inflation rate for December is coming out next. Or I'm sorry, Thursday. I said Wednesday. It's January 12th, and that's that's going to be a big deal because we saw the last one come in, and it's been trending in the right direction. You can see that month on a month-to-month basis, it's been trending downward, but it's still in the seven percent range. You know, so it. I would say that it it would be expected, hopefully, that and you can see there the forecast is is finally dropping below seven, and and we really hope that it comes in line or below expectations. Last time what, it came, what in is the, it? I, I can't see it from here. It's a six point nine is kind of where it's okay. forecasted, and previous was seven point one. And if you remember, I think the previous uh, expectation when it came in at seven point one was a little higher than that. So it actually came in below expectations for right. for last month. So we'll get that number for December next week the headline inflation rate so that'll be a big deal you're bound to see headlines about that so the markets will kind of be watching some of the jobs data until then um and just kind of trying to find its footing until uh leading up until next thursday so we got a week to go before we get that one it's so exciting i know right (laughs) riveting riveting Um, i don't know about riveting but it it is important Uh, i'll say that um I, i think only you and me and math geeks and economy geeks find it riveting but (laughs) it it is important though i mean it it really is super important right now and it changes often so um anyway okay guys i think that'll do it for today thank you guys for your viewership and your participation don't forget interact with us share our content it helps other people find the show and the podcast we are on facebook youtube and linkedin live almost every single weekday that the stock market is open and then Also, all places podcasts are possible, including Spotify. Thank you guys so much, and we will catch you back here tomorrow morning. Have a wonderful rest of your Thursday.